0: Equal Housing Lender. Member FDIC. Copyright 2024. U.S. Bank.
1: It's
2: 8 o'clock on today coming up grocery store shooting new details emerging from that rampage in Buffalo driven by racist hate What officials are now revealing about the gunman's visit to Buffalo months earlier and his apparent plan to target a second location President Biden heading to Buffalo this morning to honor the massacre's victims and heroes We're live with full report Then making a splash Craig's brother diving headfirst into his very first swimming lesson. What inspired him to take the plunge to improve his comfort in the pool and the water safety tips all adults can benefit from hearing. Plus, frenemies.
3: That was our dream
2: wedding. Niagara Falls, pregnant, that was your dream. The Office Ladies, Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsley are stopping by to talk about their podcast, a new book, a behind-the-scenes look at the side-splitting workplace comedy nearly 10 years in the making. And Love is in the Air with season two fully binged. One of Bridgerton's biggest stars is revealing details about the hit romance's next chapter. We'll tell you which characters might be finding love today, Tuesday, May 17th. 2022.
4: Mother-daughter
5: trip from Nashville, Tennessee. Shout out to Madison, Wisconsin. St. Louis, Missouri. And And San Francisco.
2: Hi to my husband Ernie in Cabot, Arkansas.
1: 16.
5: Josh Murray, and I'm graduating
1: today
6: from San, San Marcos, Texas. Texas. Oh,
2: let's go uh, all right. It's nice and warm, beautiful out nice people. We got a lot to celebrate. It's a Tuesday morning. We're so happy that you
4: are with us. Yes, we're counting it down Harry Styles later in the week and then something quite dramatic you don't want to miss tomorrow. Remember, <laughs> Remember we told you that we had to put on some old timey costumes and practice our best accents because yes, we starred in our first ever off Broadway production in tomorrow. We will take you behind the scenes of that production. It's called Murder in Studio One, and we'll share the fun we had bringing a different kind of story to life on stage. It was like three
7: three years in the
2: making. Too. So, it yeah, really the, was. And those accents were not easy. They weren't, then they weren't. And they weren't easy to were drop yours. either. I know. I know I, I know. I kept mine for a while, uh, but we can't wait to share it all with you. Let's get right to our news at eight o'clock, guys. President Biden and the First Lady traveling to Buffalo this morning to meet with the first responders, community leaders, and families of the victims shot in Saturday's supermarket Racist Rampage. Police revealed yesterday the teenage gunman who lived a three hour drive away visited the area back in March. The lone shooter killed 10 people, wounded three others before surrendering. 11 of the victims are black. We learned overnight that an eight year old girl and her father survived the attack by
4: hiding in a milk cooler, even as bullets punctured the milk cartons around them. And there are growing questions about possible warning signs that may have been missed ahead of that massacre. Authorities now believe it was only part of the suspect's plan, the shooting driven by racist hatred. And that is surging nationwide. NBC
8: senior national correspondent Kate Snow is looking into it for us. Kate, good morning. Good morning, Savannah. So police say the 18-year-old suspect may have spent months planning this attack, and they believe the grocery store was not his only target. He may have planned to continue shooting right down the street. But most shocking of all, the racist motivation behind all of it, a growing problem as hate crimes are on the rise in the U.S. This morning, pain and outrage as America reckons with yet another hate fueled massacre.
0: This outsider came with the express purpose to take as many black lives as possible.
8: The shooter, an apparent white supremacist, driving hundreds of miles to seek out a predominantly black neighborhood in Buffalo. Ten people were killed, including Garnell Whitfield's mother, Ruth.
0: Our mother, our matriarch, our hero, our angel, was taken.
8: Inappropriately. Whitfield says he's grieving but also angry, vowing to fight for change. So, what do I do with this anger? How do I use it
0: to affect positive change?
8: That question on the minds of many, as Buffalo joins a growing list of cities terrorized by racially motivated attacks. In 2015, black parishioners were gunned down at a church in Charleston, South Carolina. In 2018, Jewish worshipers were targeted at a synagogue in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Then in 2019, Latino shoppers were killed inside a Walmart in El Paso, Texas. And last year, Asian American women were targeted in spa shootings in Atlanta. According to one global terrorism database, between 2014 and 2019, white supremacist and xenophobic assailants were responsible for more terrorist attacks than any other ideology.
9: In the FBI's view, the top domestic violent extremist threat we face comes from racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists, specifically those who advocate for the superiority of the white race.
8: The gunman in Buffalo etched references to previous shootings on his weapons, and he wrote a 180-page racist rant posted online, repeatedly citing the false, unfounded Great Replacement Theory, which suggests Jewish elites are bringing people of color into the U.S. to replace whites. A belief also heard at the far-right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia, which ended in one dead. Where did he find this ideology?
10: Uh, most likely this person has been radicalized online.
8: Scott Richmond with the Anti-Defamation League says social media companies have been slow to respond.
10: People can put whatever they want on there and it's it's not controlled.
8: Senior law enforcement officials say the FBI is seeing a growing number of racially motivated extremism incidents fed by social media and even gaming platforms like Twitch and Discord. We reached out to a number of social media sites. We heard back from just a few. Twitch says that it removed the shooter's live stream as soon as it became aware of it a couple minutes in. Telegram says content that promotes violence is forbidden and they're removing anything related to the Buffalo shooting, while Discord says hate and violence have no place on their site. They say they are assisting police but experts say guys this is not just on the right. dark web now right. this is on mainstream social media sites in fact you can still find video from the helmet cam online right now
7: i'm glad you highlighted that part because there's just no denying the role that social media especially is playing in the self-radicalization of so many people in this country What's and a part it's of said
8: it. out loud
2: now yeah. i guess that used to be said in dark corners but even when you look at that rally views the- will not replace us yeah. i mean nothing is like pushed into the background anymore
8: Right. And so many people upset I yeah. was just in Buffalo the last two days and people just angry yeah. and, and furious that th- this wasn't caught sooner. Yeah. Thank you. Kate. All the signs appeared to have yeah. been there, too.
4: Kate,
7: thank you. Uh, now to the latest on the covid fight in this country. The FDA is expected to soon approve Pfizer vaccines booster shots for children ages five to 11. That approval could come. As early as this week, there are more than 28 million American children in that age group, and the federal government is now taking orders for a third round of free COVID-19 test kits. Each household can get a package of eight rapid antigen tests in the mail that's twice as many as in the earlier rounds.
4: Hollywood is paying tribute this morning to actor Maggie Peterson, who played a beloved character on The Andy Griffiths Show. Peterson died in her sleep Sunday. She was 81 years old and surrounded by her family. She played the recurring role of Charlene Darling in the 60s comedy, often joining her on screen family in sing alongs and sometimes dancing. Peterson's family says her health took a turn for the worse after her husband died of Alzheimer's last year.
2: All right, it is 8.08. We got the news covered and I got a little boost for you. I hope you like this one. A young Baltimore baseball fan will never forget the first time he saw his team play in person. He was wearing a pin that read, today is my first Orioles game. So a friendly Yankees fan gave him a souvenir ball, which to his dad's disbelief, he threw back onto the field. So a Yankees <laughs> player picks it up and then tosses it to a different part of the stance. Fortunately, one of the fans sitting there runs over and returns the ball. But there is more. The next inning, the Orioles have another souvenir ball to deliver to the boy. With emerging from his dad, he hands that one to the Yankees fans
4: who <laughs> gave him the original. There's a lot oh my of passing of the balls oh going on. I need a flow chart. <laughs> yes. But that anyway, was a memorable first game. Everybody got what they Share wanted. is yeah. <laughs> Coming up next, Craig, you are sharing a really personal story. You know
7: what? We are. We are. I, I traveled down to South Carolina to support my younger brother Ryan during his very first swimming lesson. And his inspiration? right there my two adorable nephews we're going to take a closer look uh at adult swimming lessons why they're so important as we head into the summer and we're going to do that right after this
8: thomas's presents tackling traffic with tom Good morrow. Tis
5: your reminder to savour the morning with Thomas's breakfast. And while you may not be able to control what occurs on your commute, like your horse and buggy popping a wheel and axle on the way to the schoolhouse, you can control what you put atop your soft but crunchy bagel and the toastiness of your English muffin. So do take the time to savour the morning with Thomas's. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to
8: breakfast.
6: We are back. Carson joins us morning.
0: Good
11: morning, everybody. You know, May is National Water Safety Month, and as we get ready for fun in the sun, it's a great time for a reminder on the importance of learning to swim.
2: Yeah, according to the American Red Cross, one in five Americans does not know how to swim, and Craig, among them, is somebody you're very, very close
7: to. My oldest friend, in fact, my younger brother, Ryan. When Ryan announced this spring that he decided to take swimming lessons, I I was actually a bit taken aback, a bit surprised, because for some reason... I always assumed he knew how to swim a little bit. Turns out Ryan and a lot of other adults in this country never learned. So we decided to be there for his very first lesson. Some of my favorite memories are from the beach or poolside with my family. During all those times, I never really thought about the fact that my brother Ryan can't swim. Now, at the age of 36, he's decided to take the plunge. What made you decide that now was the time to learn? So Jayden and Jax, they're four and six, and they are not afraid of the water. They love the water. And a few months ago, they found out Ryan can't swim.
0: Daddy, you can't swim? Daddy, you can't. So I thought, you know, what better time than now to than to take swim lessons. So again, the kids aren't afraid of water. And you always want to be on the safe side. Yeah. So, you know, God forbid something happened.
7: Basically, what I'm hearing is your sons shamed you into lessons.
0: Pretty much. Okay. That's it. They Whatever works. Yeah. Exactly. A way to go, nephews. That's it.
7: Ryan came to the right place to learn the Jeep Rogers YMCA in our hometown of Columbia, South Carolina.
0: Swim out to me. You got it. Peace
7: down. The day we were there, the wide hosted second graders from a local school district for a program called Safety Around Water. Amy Dotson is the aquatics director.
5: That program is built because the second leading cause in death in children 1 to 14 is drowning. And also 58% of parents don't even think drowning is a threat to their children.
7: The threat is very real with nearly 4,000 drowning deaths in this country every year. Those at greater risk, the 64% of African Americans who say they have little or no swimming ability. A percentage that includes Ryan, but... He's hoping to change that.
1: Okay,
0: yeah,
7: this is good. Amy is the instructor for his first lesson.
1: First thing you're gonna do okay. is just give
7: me anything you got. Anything, Not anything.
5: There's no wrong answer.
7: She quickly assesses his ability and comfort level. She even coaches him on how to wear goggles.
0: You can tell how uh, how much I'm in the water.
7: Ryan puts in some work on the bar float, going back and forth in the shallow end of the pool feel great. I went through the same paces back in 2008 when I took swimming lessons as a reporter for Columbia's NBC affiliate WIS. Ryan switches to the kickboard and puts on some flippers
3: like.
7: Like that. Next he learns how to use his arms down. Not as easy as it sounds. And one final challenge, using the kickboard to swim to the deep end of the pool. All good until You
0: got it. You got it. Yeah. You're Sorry there. panicking. Sorry panicking.
7: He finishes, but you can see that being in the deep end gets to it. There appeared to be a moment during the mm-hmm. lesson where you were in the deep end with the instructor and you looked genuinely freaked
0: out. At what happened? I was terrified. I was terrified. I um I saw I kind of saw my life flash in front. No, no. Uh, it was the 8, eight foot part. Right. And I'm a pretty tall, tall guy. Yeah. When I don't feel my feet touching the bottom of the pool,
7: that makes me panic. But he powered through and swam back, and then came the smiles.
0: Oh, this has been great. Thank you so much, Amy.
7: My baby brother is committed to keep learning.
0: You're going to learn how to float? Yeah, I'm going to try. You're going to learn how to breathe? Yeah, I'm going to try. <laughs> You're going to learn how to tread water? Yeah, I'ma try. Hundred percent. I'm all in. Hundred percent all in. So
7: you're not gonna you're not gonna stop taking lessons no, until absolutely. Until I get you're comfortable
0: in deep water. Exactly. That is the end goal. Being able to tread water, being able to feel comfortable in a pool that's eight feet, ten feet, being able to be comfortable in a pool that deep. I'm so... You know, we didn't, you know, I was telling you
7: guys earlier, we just didn't (laughs) grow up uh, around water. Right. You You learned to
4: swim as an adult. I
2: learned to swim in 2008. Do you think think there's some, like, embarrassment? Like, no one wants to say they don't know how to swim, so they don't want to take
7: the lesson. That is, I I don't have any data to back it up. I would assume that that's the number one reason. And for him, he said the same thing. He was just, it's kind of a shame. Because you get to a certain age. Yeah. You just assume you're swimming. Yes. Um, well, he
4: did a great job. Is sure. he still? Is he keeping up with
7: it? He's he's keeping up with it. He's going to continue his lessons. We've got our our, beach, our big beach weekend headed up coming up later this uh, summer. So we're going to go out and swim together. A quick can, study. I was going to say. Where can people go? Like by and large, can you go to your local YMCA? Yeah, YMCA yeah. has a great program nationwide. Yeah, and for kids who can't afford it. It's, it's free. By the way, Ryan's instructor says that the cure for Ryan's fear of the deep end of that pool is simply to keep going, you know. keep taking lessons. And he's promised to do just that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've, I have promised to, to be there along the way. Cheering him me. on. Yeah. So, but had my nephews not shamed him. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't happened. Uh, All, right. right. All right, Mr. Roker, how about a check oh. of the weather?
9: All right, let's show you what we've got as we look ahead for today. Uh, a little of stormy conditions starting to fire up in the mid-plains and in the central plains as well. A lot of heat, though, stretching from Florida. Gulf Coast, right on into central Texas and the southwest, with temperatures in the 90s and the 100s. And as far as sky conditions, it is going to be a picture perfect, you know, just a fantastic day in the eastern third of the country. few showers down in Florida. Record heat down in Texas. Severe storms in the midsection of the country. Windy conditions as you get through Southern California. Don't forget, if you're heading out, check us out. Today's show, Radio Sirius XM Channel 108. But right now, now, best part of the morning. Time to go. Good
11: morning, friends. Uncle Al, thanks for that. Bridgerton, that is first up. Lady Whistledown has got some very big news for season three of the Netflix hit series that everybody has seen except me. According to the gossip columnist' latest announcement, the next chapter is going to focus on the relationship between Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington, A.K.A. Lady Whistledown herself.
2: Why I have you seen, people it? Haven't seen it?
11: I didn't say anything. I don't even watch this she said, show. She said. She said. How do I know if I've spoiled anything? I don't <laughs> even. Let me just read well, the, the it, teleprompter.
10: Everybody's name is the don't don't
11: After series star Nicola Coughlin teased in uh, news at an industry panel over the weekend, Netflix fans, they, they were the fans sent Netflix, of the <laughs> fans of the show, into a frenzy. Here's what they tweeted Season three is going to reveal how or if. Penelope and Colin go from friends to lovers. How or if, nothing's been said. The most recent season of Shonda Rhimes' period drama just premiered back in March with a record-breaking number of viewers for Netflix, no word yet on for the third chapter. No, what you're saying? saying? No, not yeah, a, I no word. Word. a word. That's a word salad. Like
4: just <laughs> for preparation yeah, for your job. I think job. I just locked <laughs> out
11: for the last three minutes. <laughs> yeah. I'm don't
9: I don't ready. Do you know? No, uh, no
11: idea. No, no idea. No. Did you know any of those names? No. Uh, no. Maybe whistle no. down. Yeah, just no. make no. it sound no.
9: British by putting "ton" at the end of it. Yeah, I have no idea. You're Carson Dalyton.
11: But you sold it well. Featherington? Yeah, it's just. Yeah, that's just a made-up word. Yeah, nobody. All right. This I know something about, okay. Harry Styles. Yeah. As the music superstar prepares to release his next album, Harry's House. He's also making time for life outside of work. <laughs> In a recent conversation with Apple Music's Zane Lowe, Harry opening up about not just juggling new music, but also touring and a little bit about his personal life as well.
8: Take a second to, like, invest some more time into, like, balancing my life out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, this working is not everything about who I am. Like, it's something I do. And I don't want to be defined as a person necessarily by like, what I do all the time. I want to be able to kind of put that down. And for a really long time, I didn't really know who I was if I didn't do this. And that's really scary.
11: I would have had to stop that interview and put a little more light on Harry. <laughs> that's, that's, he's just a little more up light, a little more down light. You gotta that. light that man
0: up.
7: He's going he's got deep, he's got going his own light. shallow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He, has he has his, light. his own has light. light. Yeah, the light that is, is day day perfect day here for <laughs> on <my>, <laughs>
7: Thursday. On
11: Thursday, Harry, you're gonna be lit perfectly. That is a fact. <laughs> Harry's gonna join really us <laughs> on the plaza this Thursday. If you know me or live near me, yeah. please stop asking stop. me. Yeah. Just yeah. stop. Everyone, stop.
4: It's over. That—that's.
11: I'm saying that to my own family members, so more than anything. People you
7: haven't heard from in years. Yeah. I'm about to oh, go yeah. into
11: a hotel until this thing's over. I know. We're I get knocks at the door. It's crazy how many people want to come to this. We don't blame them. Yeah. This is going to be great. Sold Next up, Pete Davidson and Edie Falco. The two stars are teaming up for a new comedy series based on Pete Davidson's life. At yesterday's NBC Upfronts, so the pair announcing that Falco's going to play Pete's mom in kiss a show to, it's a show set to tell dramatized versions of Pete's real-life experiences, something that he also did in the 2020 movie The King of Staten Island. The SNL actor is going to write and executive produce the project. The new gig is extra special for Pete, who also happens to be a Soprano superfan, even spotted with a bada-bing tattoo somewhere on his body that we can't show you right now. kiss is going to stream on peacock and next up another all-star duo in casting Brian Cranston and Annette Benning. the two are raking in the dough in the first trailer for Jerry and Marge go large based on a true story. <laughs> the movie follows one couple who discovers a loophole in the Massachusetts state lottery and ends up winning millions with hopes of reviving their small Michigan town. Uh, Jerry and Marge go large. And it's a true story. Uh, set to start streaming next month on Paramount Plus, and we'll all be there watching. Finally, Steph Curry, the basketball superstar, officially a college graduate on Sunday. Steph earned his Bachelor's of Arts degree from sociology from Davidson College, only 13 years after he left for the NBA. School said that Curry re-enrolled for the spring semester to finish his courses. And although the baller didn't want to, or didn't, not that he didn't want to, but he didn't walk the commencement, he did celebrate the achievement on social media. He wrote, Dream come true, class of 2010, a.k.a. 2022, (laughs) but we got it done. Made the promise when I left and had to see it through, Mama. We made it. So congrats to Steph and all the graduates on their
7: major milestone. He couldn't walk because he was helping helping those warriors get to the fire. That's right. That's exactly right. Pretty
4: awesome. Just ahead, the office ladies, Jenna Fisher and Angela. There they are. They've got some great stories about that beloved show (laughs) we've never heard. They pulled out the scrapbooks. They got into the garage. We're going deep Uh-oh. into office memorabilia. We'll be right back after this.
0: Oh,
4: you guys oh. Good morning everybody, it's 8.30. Lots to celebrate out here on our plaza. We got graduations, we got birthdays.
7: Oh, thank you. We
4: got the first time on the plaza. We have reunions.
7: Hey, girls weekend.
4: And guys, 48 hours now. Forty-eight hours until Harry Styles. It's gonna be insane. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. We are expecting tens of thousands Thousands. of people out here on the plaza. We are kicking off our summer concert series in style. I mean, there were fifty thousand requests last week. Yeah, can you imagine what it is
7: right now? You know it's big when we see all the
11: faces in this building right here. Oh yeah, Yeah, that'll be big. They'll be
7: there. Yeah. Uh, Meantime, though, we've got a, a busy half hour ahead this morning, including. More of your fantastic conversation with Selma Blair. Yes,
4: her book comes out today. Her new memoir, it's called Mean Baby, and she details the struggles in her life. We heard some about that from Selma last week. Well, this morning she opens up about putting it all out there for the world to see her complex relationship with her mom and how it shaped her life as a mom. Looking
2: forward to that conversation. Also, ahead. Look who it is! We got former co-stars and real-life besties, Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsley. They'll tell us about their new book, and they're going to share some really cool memories behind the scenes at the office.
11: Like family when those two walk in, I know. You know? Yeah, like they walk into your house. Yeah, I know. It's so good to see them. All right, also we're going to fire up the grill, everybody. Oh, we're going to get oh, yeah. ready for summer. Mm-hmm. One of our absolute favorites this year, Matt Abdu. He's going to do a little barbecuing oh, yeah. for us, show you how to save some money, and you can do that by finding a great recipe and also use a little lesser-known and less expensive cut of beef. Okay, Matt yeah. will explain that, and we'll eat it.
9: Pig beach, yes. baby. Looking
7: for He's got a new cookbook out, too, That's as right. well. Uh, then coming up in the third hour, just a few minutes from now, a consumer confidential from Vicky Wynn that every woman will want to hear. We're talking about hair loss, what causes it, when to be worried, and... The different options to treat it. But first,
2: Mr. Roker, on this sun splash day. Ooh, sun <laughs> splash. I like the that.
9: Well, let's see what we got. If you're getting splashed by sun or by rain for today here in the eastern third of the country, it is a Chamber of Commerce day. Going to be fantastic. Severe storms in the upper plains. Record heat in Texas. Windy in Southern California. And then for tomorrow, showers and storms in the Great Lakes, Upper Mississippi, and Ohio River valleys. Heavy rain moving into the Pacific Northwest. Again, nice from. Uh, Caribou, Maine, all the way down into northern Florida. Heat continues in Texas. Sunshine out west, although they could use some rain. And that is your latest weather, and Savannah's got a lot more coming up with her conversation. Wait, wait, with I Yes, ma'am. Go the, started, well, it's I'm not, it's coming, not, coming, it's not long coming. enough to it's go around. we go got go to be go all the way, way. down the, Can that we just end. show you one quick thing before sure. we... Come here. Come here. Oh.
2: Come here. Look at this. We have a college graduate here, Oh! it's her bucket list.
4: Oh my goodness, you, who's graduating
2: from college? I graduated from Arkansas State University last summer. Congratulations. What made, you, what made you decide to go back to school? It was a bucket list and a promise to my mom. Oh, I love it. What was your major? General studies, criminology, sociology. Oh, Congratulations! Wow. Happy graduation! That is
4: so cool. Way to go. Way to go. We love you. Too. So inspiring. You yeah. and Steph Curry.
2: Yeah. By the way. <laughs>
4: Coming up, we're gonna have a lot more uh, in my conversation with Selma Blair on moving past the labels that once defined her, and the touching letter she writes to her son at the end of her new memoir. But first, this is today on NBC. <laughs>
1: AT&T is opening Connected Learning Centers across the country, opening doors for students in need by giving them access to free high-speed internet, computers, and educational resources that can keep them learning. It's just part of our ongoing commitment to help more students stay connected. Because when students stay connected, they get closer to their dreams. To learn more, visit att.com slash connectedlearning.
7: We're well, we back at 836 now with more Savannah's Candid Conversation with actress and advocate Selma Blair.
4: Yeah, our conversation was as wide-ranging as her new memoir. In the first part of our interview, Selma shared her struggles over the years with alcoholism, her experience with sexual assault, and, of course, her diagnosis with multiple sclerosis. But there is so much more to her story. She says the process of writing this book was difficult, emotionally and physically. What was it like to kind of excavate your past and look through everything. I am so lucky that
12: I decided to write this book right when I did Stem cells. so I really initiated myself into a much more forgiving space for myself and for everyone else, a patience really grew. It's hard enough to write a book. It's, it's hard, harder still to do it when you don't have all your faculties about you every day. I would send on a you know, yellow legal pad and take a picture. Be like, can you type this? When I have my hands in a certain position, it triggers
4: a lot of other neurological dystonias and things. Mean Baby chronicles Selma Blair's life, starting when she was just an infant. You gotta explain the title. When I was just born, people came over
12: to visit the new Beitner baby, that was my last name. And they ran out of that house. Don't go over there, the Beitners have a mean baby. (laughs) And it stuck. I guess I was a mean baby. And people still think of me that way, the things you're called, how they become part of your story. How did you feel growing up? I mean, what was it like to grow up in that house? (gasps) I felt like dying growing up. I mean, I did, and that's why I feel like I'm such a miracle right now,
4: (laughs) that I actually wanna live, I wanna be here, I wanna enjoy this. While Selma describes deep affection for her family, she also recounts desperately trying to please her mother, who could be demanding, critical, and sometimes cruel. When she landed the cover of 17 Magazine in 1999, her mom called and said, you look so unimportant, when are you gonna come home and get a real job? Selma writes, there's always one person who gets under our skin, who knows our weak spots and can't help but go in for the kill. For me, that person is my mother. You show a lot of grace and forgiveness to your mom. You tell the truth. She was
12: a damn fine, funny, dramatic, amazing woman. And I was hurt that she didn't love me enough. I love my son enough.
4: You said, my mother tethered a darkness to me and I thought my suffering was the only way to please her. That hit me hard.
12: It is sad what we go through, isn't it? All of us as we come to understand our life. I wanted to be worthy of her love and that meant
4: suffering. Selma wants a different life for her son, 10 year old Arthur, and says her book and her documentary, Introducing Selma Blair, exists so he knows how hard she has fought to be here and to be happy, You write a letter to Arthur at the end of your book, which is so touching. One of the things you say is, my disease is not a tragedy. What do you hope he sees when he sees you moving through the
1: world?
12: I hope he sees that when you have something that could potentially be a real setback in time, set yourself up to recover. I don't want him to feel ashamed or too scared that he can't move forward. I am so grateful that I'm moving forward. Because I did not
4: want to my whole life. A brave move forward for Selma came at the 2019 Vanity Fair Oscar party. The first time she stepped out in public after announcing she had been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. That was a real coming out party for me because I know
12: it meant something to other people and certainly to people with more radical disabilities to see,
4: oh right, this world is ours too. Selma, who has returned to her love of writing, says she's worked hard to move past the labels that once defined her. I think that my story really is that I
12: am figuring it out now and I am kind to myself and I really do, really do have
4: the capability to love. You're not the mean baby. I'm not the mean baby. This memoir has (laughs) so much in it. It's so deep and thoughtful and really Mm. thought-provoking for me as a mother and of course, you know, I had a mother. Mm -hmm. It's just interesting to hear her talk about it. She's a phenomenal writer. She tells this funny story about how when she went to uh, her writing teacher Mm -hmm. and she had done a play or something and then he said, you know, Selma, you're an actress, and she thought to herself, "But I want to be you're a writer." A writer. <laughs> oh, when your wow. writing teacher tells you you're an well, actress, actress, that's not like, good. But I, when I saw her, I said, "Selma, you're, you're a writer. A writer.
2: <laughs> you're a writer." I was just picturing her taking a picture of her yellow pad, oh, just yeah. so she yeah. could get all that. That
7: was amazing. Imagine. And you can tell that the yeah. process itself was yeah. quite cathartic yeah. for her. Yeah, yeah. it quite is. Cathartic. And there's
4: just. Um, yeah, it's a, yeah. it's a complex story, wow. but it's really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Selma's mom, Molly Cook, died actually in 2020 during the pandemic. She says she mm. still misses her every day. She mm. dedicated Mean Baby to her mom and her son Arthur. Mm. It's available today, mm-hmm. and you can see more of our conversation with Selma today at noon Eastern on our streaming channel today all day.
2: All right, uh, coming up next, guys, it's Pam and Angela. I mean Jenna and Angela. (laughs) Frenemies from the office. They're all about love in real life, and we can't wait to hear their stories from the set. They've waited nearly 10 years to reveal these, but first, this is today on NBC. We're back,
4: 844. Talking about The Office, mm-hmm. of course. Yes,
2: we are for nine seasons. Our next guests played co workers and frenemies at Dunder Mifflin. But in real life, Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey are actually besties. Yeah, they That's currently
4: nice. co host the chart topping mm-hmm. rewatch podcast, The Office Ladies. And starting today, they are giving fans an even deeper look behind mm-hmm. the scenes in their new book called The Office BFFs Tales of the Office from Two Best Friends Who Were There. Uh, Jenna and Angela,
2: good morning. Good
4: morning. Good morning. So we
2: heard you did a lot of excavating, you did a lot of digging in your (laughs) garages to get all the materials
5: Mm -hmm. for this. All these goodies were just stored away. We apparently save everything (laughs) for those people. So we had Ticket stubs and photos and notes and we were like journals. What are we-? Journals,
4: oh, yeah. so many journals. And this was so this was like a home cleaning project that turned into a book, but it took years.
3: <laughs> yes, it started just as a let's band together and get rid of all our clutter yeah. project, mm-hmm. best friend project. Mm-hmm. And then we said maybe we should take all this stuff and make a scrapbook. Uh-huh. And then Angela said, why don't we write a book? <laughs> write a book. And Jenna was like, what? I said, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no.
5: Well, no. you
2: slip- you slipped in best friends in that conversation, and that's one of the best parts about this book you guys met in your 30s and a lot of people by then have already have their best friend but you all found each other at this important time in your lives yeah (laughs) (laughs) in stereo
3: (laughs) we met on the office and then we had this life-altering event that happened for us I mean I think we would have been best friends however we met Mm -hmm. but we ended up getting to go on this really incredible journey together and we're best friends to this day and you guys,
4: when you go to award shows, I heard, who had it was it you, Jenna, that had like a technique for meeting celebrities when well, you guys were just. I don't just... know if I'd call it a technique.
5: Oh well, okay. what was it? it? Um, well, well,
4: okay, so Jenna. Oh look, was here like, you are oh, meeting. Yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, so yeah. Amy Adams this and Meryl is, Street. Mm-hmm. This is
5: Jenna's technique, which is mm-hmm. just walk up laughing, and then and then and then they'll laugh with you. And yeah. I was like, what? And as we got close, I was like, Mayday, Mayday. <laughs>
2: pull the, Yeah, pull them. It
3: works. Yeah, you just walk up into the group of people you it, want to meet, and you go, you go. By the way. I'm in. Now
0: I gotta, exactly. I kind
2: of like that. technique We learned a lot of cool things about your show. One of them is that when Steve Carell was coming back, he was a surprise. Yeah. And you all kept such a tight lid on it that even the NBC folks had no clue mm-hmm. that he was going to be involved.
3: Yeah. I didn't know. Jenna knew and didn't tell me. What? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, Greg Daniels, our showrunner, told me and Rain and John, but they said, we can't tell anyone. And Rain <laughs> Wilson looked at me and said, not even Angela. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
5: yeah, but they... Were you mad that she didn't well,
3: tell
2: you?
5: Well, I just told her, I was like, people just need to know, if they tell me something, they're telling you something. Yeah. I can't, that's it. I can't keep
4: a secret. You know, the office is it's just re-exploded yeah. in popularity during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. A lot of people went back and re-watched it. Now you have the re-watch podcast. Mm-hmm. Jenna, I don't know if you're going to remember this, but when you when The Office first came out, I saw an interview. It was probably The Today yeah. Show. And you said something that I have never forgotten. You said the guy... It must have been Greg Daniels. You said... He said... When in your audition, don't for, don't be afraid to be more boring.
3: <laughs> yes. Did you remember that? Yes, yes. My audition <laughs> note was dare to bore me <laughs> dare with to this bore me. audition. <laughs> <So bad. laughs> I don't know
4: why I have, that has stuck with me for 20 years. Well, and you know what I love <laughs> about
2: this show? It didn't start off as a juggernaut like it turned out. It started off no. kind of the way Seinfeld did. It was like, is it going to work? Y'all were scared in the beginning oh, yeah. about the next episode, not the not oh, next season.
5: I took my nameplate off the door because I thought, well, that's it. We're not coming that's back so next week. Enough. Like, every week we were like, are we going to be on? Yeah. Definitely
4: but then we turned a corner and here we are. Wow. Um, I mean, it's just incredible. And how about the podcast? Are you yeah. having? What, what happens what? when you, you're Because you in season six now? Yeah. yeah. There's nine seasons, right? What happens So then, then what happens?
3: We don't know, but we're loving chatting together <laughs> on the podcast. We think maybe we'll start breaking down like Keanu <laughs> Reeves movies. Oh, yeah.
8: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or I heard <laughs> <Yeah>. mom
3: detectives.
5: <laughs>
8: yes! Oh, yeah. <laughs> what
3: <laughs> what the
4: yeah.
5: Sock. yeah.
2: By the way, that's a brilliant concept. Y'all yes. should do that.
5: Our log line is solving crimes no one cares about. <laughs> yes, exactly. I like
3: it. Like, where did my other sock
2: go? Yeah.
5: Yes. Exactly.
3: Who stole I... the traffic cone from we'll the never... street? <laughs> we may never know.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Jen and Angela, you. Whatever you're doing, I'm watching. We're in, we're in. I, again, the, the book The Office BFFs is out today and you can find more about it on today.com slash shop. Don't forget you can stream all nine seasons of the office on
4: Peacock. Please do mom
2: detectives. Yeah, yeah. I, I need it in my <laughs> life. Coming oh. up
4: next, it is not your average steak night. We are making char-grilled tri-tip with Matt mm. Abdu. This is a more affordable option, but the family's going to love it. Mm-hmm. First, this is today on NBC. I mean, I love you guys so much. We want to be in the best.
11: And we're back with our series today. Table sponsored by Walmart. Summer is so close; we can almost taste it, and that is why we've brought in barbecue master and owner of Pig Beach Restaurants both in Brooklyn and Queens, Matt Abadou. And if you want today's recipe, if you want to do this, we made it very easy. You can scan the QR code to order the ingredients in just one click. Then you select add ingredients to the cart, then schedule a pickup or delivery. It's very easy, so play along at home if you want to eat. Matt, it's good to see you, buddy. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Well, let's talk about the cookbook, because finally, yes, the book is out. the book Pig is Beach here. Barbecue cookbook. That's right. Exciting. Uh, I, when I think of barbecue, I really do think of Uncle Al, uh, because we, well, we exchanged right? barbecue that's right. Ideas and tips all the time. Didn't you write a blurb in Matt's book? I did. He sure did. I did. What do you love about the cookbook?
9: Uh it's it's simple, uh-huh. you know? Everything is is really accessible. Mm-hmm. You can imagine making this stuff.
11: Exactly. And that's what we really
10: wanted to do. We wanted to make a book that everybody could enjoy that everybody could cook from the barbecue like hobbyist to the professional barbecue guy learning to Make some extra flavors right. some, and something's fun and different.
11: What advice do you have for people who, who want it like newbies in the barbecue world? What's uh, what's? Your I think advice? the
10: best advice I can give any, any newbie in the barbecue world is to get yourself a digital instant read thermometer. It's probably one of the best ways you can tell when anything is cooked, ready to be wrapped, or ready to be finished. So with that tool, you can really have a lot of success in the
11: barbecue game. Perfect. I teased a second by saying you were going to find some meats that are a little less expensive to use. Yep. What do we got today?
10: So today we got a little tri-tip action for you. It's a cut of sirloin from the bottom part of the sirloin. And what I love about tri-tip, is it's got so much incredible flavor to it. And it's got a mm. texture of that, something similar to like a flank steak or so, once you slice it nice and thin All right. and grow up. It also takes on great
11: flavor. So what do you start our, with here? our
10: tri-tip recipe is super simple. We're starting off with a piece of tri-tip that you can see here called tri-tip because it looks like a triangle. It's got mm-hmm. like a triangular sort of shape to it. But for our, our rub, we're gonna do something super simple, some ground black pepper, some paprika, granulated garlic and a little bit of dried rosemary. Now we're gonna mix this all together and this can go in your pantry into a a food safe container. Save it up there for probably up to six months in your pantry and use it when needed. Can you use that same rub
11: on other cuts of meat? Absolutely, you
10: can use it on any kind of steak, chicken, poultry, uh, pork, it's delicious. It's just a really simple all purpose rub. So we're gonna take our tri tip we're gonna hit a little bit of olive oil, whatever you have in your pantry, and then we're going to generously season it with this tri-tip rub, or really all-purpose kind of rub seasoning. On both sides, right? On both sides. That's
11: oh, right. both sides. See, look, I love Savannah it. Savannah knows now. She's,
9: She's got a cooking show. show. A cooking That's show. right.
10: Are you <laughs> going to eat both sides? So from here, if you have a smoker, this is the point, where we're going to fire up our smoker to 250 degrees. I like to use cherry wood, but whatever kind of wood and whatever that sort of smoke flavor you like, by all means, have some fun with it.
11: And do you have to smoke it? Can you you start-
10: don't. That's the great thing about this steak, is you don't have to smoke it at all if you don't want mm-hmm. to. It just adds that. Element of like that barbecue smoky flair and flavor to it, which really kind of makes that steak different and shine a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But you could also just take it and cook it completely on the grill if you
11: want. And you would do that at 252. There's a slow... um, no
10: on the grill. So whenever I set up a grill, I love to do what's called uh, zone cooking, where I'll have one side set to really hot, mm-hmm. hot heat for charring and marking, and then another side set to sort of medium to cook so that, that center that, exactly to get that nice and low center cook, so you get a perfect eye. What do you want so inside if you wanted to do it inside, you could absolutely take it and just roast it off in your oven, no problem. Like that's a great thing about cooking is that. Every Everyone has a version of a recipe of what they can do, but the great thing is, is that as long as you're cooking it and that digital instant-read thermometer you have, well, the you're cooking thing, it yeah. to the right temperature. You're gonna have a delicious cut of meat. Mm-hmm. Per- cooked What's, perfectly this, every what's time. this
11: medium rare? What do you pull this at? So for One,
10: medium rare, uh, or... no, for medium rare, I'll pull it around 135, and Knowing let it sort of it's gonna carry you over. That's why that all right.
11: We got about a minute so, and a half. All right, so we're so gonna go quick. So up.
10: in here we have our steak. It's been smoked. About 100 degrees. We're gonna let it rest. Oh, then we're gonna mark it so off on that grill, get those beautiful char marks mm-hmm. that are happening. Ooh. And then for me, the perfect condiment to the oh summertime God, meat good. is a chimichurri oh, sauce. Yeah. translating to love the, the hodge hodge. And skirt a lot. Oh, yeah, mm. it's the best. So we're just gonna take some parsley and chop it up. We're gonna add it to our mixing bowl. We have yeah. some mint, some more parsley. I add cilantro
11: oh. with that too uh,
10: Absolutely, yeah. cilantro's is great to it as well. We can add some uh, shallots, garlic, chili flake, oregano. Put that all in the bowl. Red wine vinegar, lemon juice, olive oil. We'll mix that all together zest it with a little bit of lemon, and, and you have so a perfect, good, perf- oh my God, it's the best thing ever. And then, and then, then we're the just going to take the steak. And what I love about Tri-Tip is that mm-hmm. the so backside, for those of the people that would There's like the steak good. a little bit so more cooked, just all by all the plate. nature of the Let's steak, that's this. my boy that's right there. That's a happy plate. I love it. <laughs> that's that is a happy you, plate. What ha-
11: what's going on here at home? That's fantastic. Are not eating?
10: So The great thing about Tri-Tip is that since it's tapered off at the end, for the guests that are joining us and want their steak cooked a little bit more, they can have those sort of medium well pieces, and the people that want something a Little bit more oh, okay. on the medium rare side, you go right to the middle and you get those beautiful pieces cut right there. Mm. Top mm-hmm. it off with that bright, fresh, vibrant chicken sauce. And it's, it's just a steak, it's perfect. You can do chicken fatty. Yep. It's got a great
11: it, clean, yeah, meaty, it's, meaty it's, flavor to it. That, that chicken Just get it crack. I, 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 I love it. I love it much. QR code scan it today.com slash today table by the book. We get a small commission from the website, but you know that. We got a whole lot more coming up. Matt, thank you.
1: AT&T is opening connected learning centers across the country, opening doors for students in need by giving them access to free high-speed internet, computers, and educational resources that can keep them learning. It's just part of our ongoing commitment to help more students stay connected. Because when students stay connected, they get closer to their dreams. To learn more, visit att.com slash connectedlearning.